This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. That monkey's my fly out of my butt. Now, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host, Sean Ray. Sean. Shawnee, if you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and it is very good to be back in the company of some of my good friends, as well as in the ear holes of others. Thank you all for joining us for this episode. And joining me in the virtual Infinite Potato studio is Rick. How are you, sir? I don't have a clever thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized I didn't come up with one. I had one for the other show. (laughs) We have Chris. How are you? (laughs) Who are you calling an ear hole, sir? (laughs) I said it's good to be in the ear holes. (laughs) Even worse. (laughs) It's better than what Kevin Smith calls them. Anyway. Uh, Jen, how are you? Uh, just great. It's better to be an ear hole than an earworm. <laughs> True. <laughs> All oh, right. Yes. It was gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We are brilliant. All of us. <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about some of the things that we've been watching over the last few weeks. And there have been a couple of big things that have come out. And I'm sure that... A lot of you have seen them, and you might want to hear what we think about them. I don't know why, but we have a show, so we might as well use it. And uh, I hated everything. Uh, well, that's your usual MO, Rick. I hated everything slightly less. Okay, that's your usual MO, Chris. Okay. This is going to be great. Uh, before we get into it, I wanted to discuss uh, a couple of things that have happened in the headlines since the last time we recorded. We haven't been on for a couple of weeks, so... Uh, 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 we haven't had a chance to talk any of the uh, to talk about any of the Black Widow fallout that's been going on with Disney Plus and all of that, but we can talk about it now because there's been updates to it. Because really, uh, yeah, in the news yesterday, they announced that Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will not be released on Disney Plus at the same time that it comes out oh, yeah. in theaters, and then today. The well, okay. So to catch you up, if you if you don't know, and we can talk about it in in, in a little more depth in just a minute, but just to kind of give a, a once over, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over a money dispute. Uh, she was denied a portion of the contract the contracted profits. 
because of their decision to uh, release on uh, Black Widow on Disney Plus at the same time as it was out in theaters. And because of that lawsuit, Disney decided not to release Shang-Chi on the streaming service until after it's been in the theater for 45 days. And the thing that happened today is that Bob Chapek, who is the CEO of uh, Disney, I don't know if I said his name right or not, but he made a comment that it will be an interesting experiment. Yeah, I saw that headline and I saw that the the uh, the guy, the main actor from Chang-Chi was not thrilled with it. Yeah, Simu Liu, he is a an actor and he's he's been around for a while. He's he's mostly been known for comedy up until now. He was in a uh, sitcom called Kim's Convenience that I really enjoyed. It's on Netflix, but uh, he was on Twitter today because he was very offended at having his movie called an experiment. So his, his quote was, we are not an experiment. We are the underdog, the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that will persevere after an embattled year. We are the surprise. I am fired the F up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. So, wow. I I wonder cuz there's such a difference between him and Scarjo. And I can't believe I just said Scarjo, but <laughs> um the fact that she has been an integral part of the MCU since Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And her movie was released concurrently in streaming and in the theater and she has a problem with that because they cut her out of the streaming profits, which mm-hmm. is bullshit. Just utter bullshit. Because it's her that's getting everybody in to see that. I want to see that in the theater. I went back to the theater for the first time since COVID to go see Black Widow. So she deserves everything that they, you know, that she has coming to her and she should sue the hell out of them. But then I'm thinking about the star of uh, Ten Rings. I don't even know his name. And he's... Simu Liu. Simu Liu. He's upset that they're not going to release it concurrently because this could significantly up his Q rating because nobody really knows who he is. And this is something that will make him. So he wants as many eyes on it as possible is the way I'm reading this. And he's just like, well, what are you doing calling calling us an experiment? Why don't you give us the same treatment? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's mad about that. Or if he's just mad at his movie being called an experiment. Because I'm I'm looking at this from another perspective. I think that in 2021, which is one of the most racially aware times that I've experienced in my lifetime, for a CEO to call a film that you're releasing with a predominantly Asian cast or any cast that's featuring mostly people of color, if you call that movie an experiment, I this this bad form. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, besides Bruce Lee, we haven't had, at least here in America, a huge East Asian actor like megastar. Ever besides Bruce Lee, it's just and a fact. Watanabe, um, Jackie Chan. Okay, I'm talking. Um, okay. From the start, because Bruce Lee was actually bigger here in America than he was over in Hong Kong until later. When anyway, but uh, since Bruce Lee, we have not had a super mega. I mean, yeah, us as nerds know a lot of Asian actors, yeah. sp- predominantly East Asian, uh, and, and because of my work, I know a lot of South Asian actors. But um, for the most part, a lot of, I mean. 
that's just how it is, unfortunately. Is what and, about Michelle Yeoh and Ming Na Wen? I'm, yes, I'm but, just but saying. Rick, Rick, think your mom. Like your mom would know Bruce Lee. She would not. <laughs> she would not know Michelle Yeoh. She would not know Ming Na Wen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you're really geeking out in, yeah. and really they're very mainstream. They really are, but they're still not that mainstream. No. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so this is a, a film that they're trying to kind of go that direction, especially for, by the fact that it has a mostly East Asian cast. I think there's only like one or two people not of color in the film. Um, and I think it's great. I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, I The only other film I can think of in recent memory that really brought a lot of um, East Asian actors into prominence was uh, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which both yeah. Ming-Na Wen and Michelle Yeoh were. <laughs> Actually, Ming-Na Wen was not in that film. Oh, she wasn't? Oh, I, I, no, I didn't see it. You're such a just, racist. Just... Oh, my God. Michelle <laughs> Yeoh was in it. She played I, the I mom. I knew Michelle Yeoh was. I thought, I thought Ming-Na was in it, too. No, and Aquafina was in it, and that's how I... I mean, that was how I first saw her was in that film. And she's hilarious. She was great in, in Raya <laughs> and the Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't seen either of those films. I, I loved her in Ocean's, Ocean's 8, 8, too. Yeah, yeah she was one. great yeah. in Ocean's 8. Uh, but she's been rising to prominence, especially since she won a Golden Globe recently. I was also very glad when I did some research to find out her name isn't really Aquafina. No, no, it's not. No, that's her rap, that's a rap name, yeah. Yeah, she, she was in Ocean's 8 like Queen Latifah. I mean, come on. <laughs> like Al Pacino. You know, you know, uh, you know LL Cool J is not on his birth certificate, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's also and, not on a bottled water. Uh, or she yeah, doesn't but, spell it like that. Yeah, she doesn't spell it like that. Yeah, like awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, going off the rails. Uh, I'm just saying that this is one of the, besides Crazy Rich Asians, it's a film to really bring East Asian actors into more prominence. I think that's where he, the the main actor of the film is going with this. Um, but we'll yeah, see. I think he we'll just, I think he just, uh, I think he just took offense at it being called an experiment. I, I yeah, really and I don't blame him, him either. I, yeah, I don't blame him. I, I mean, yeah. But <laughs> as far as the actual idea of putting the film out, in theaters for 45 days and then releasing it on Disney plus, I don't have a problem with that either. Cause I mean, that's just like, I mean, it's a little over a month, it's a month and a half and then you can watch it and you don't even have to pay the extra 30 bucks. It's yeah. just going to be on Disney plus, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they want to start doing that, I'm fine with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, how, how often do movies stay in the theater now for that many weeks? It's not like we have blockbusters like star Wars or jaws anymore. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. or the, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to the 60s, like the odd couple was held over at Radio City Music Hall for 14, 15 weeks after it was supposed to get out of there. So, I mean, I don't think that we have phenomena like that anymore when it comes to cinema going. No, the last one that I remember staying in the theaters for like a year was like Pretty Woman. No, Titanic was in the theaters for was a solid year, yeah. for 12 yeah, it was months. For yeah. a long time. Holy cow, oh, I should remember. That, or maybe, maybe Avatar? And so was uh, Scream, when Scream was in theaters, because I was working in a theater when Scream was out, mm-hmm. and we removed Scream from our theater the week before Scream 2 came out. Wow. <laughs> was, it, was it a mainstream or a dollar theater? 
No, it was a regular. Th- yeah, it was a regular theater. Wow. It went wow, to the dollar theater else. after that. Yeah, because it was in the dollar theater at the same time that Scream 2 was in our theater. So. <laughs> well, I, I don't remember. Did you run the negative did... over? Or what? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me crazy. ask you, you comic book folks, something. Okay. I had never have never heard of this character. What, it, what I can't even remember the name of it. Um, Shang-Chi. 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 Is this something that we should be excited about? Uh, I'd never heard of him either. Yeah, but, I, mean, I mean, I just I, I saw the trailer. It looks pretty cool, so I'm going to go see it. Yeah, I mean, um, I've heard of him, but I've never actually read the Shang Chi comic. Um, I obviously know about it because I used to work in a comic book store, and I saw the back issues of it. Uh, but I mean, just like everyone was like Guardians of the Galaxy, who are these guys? And right, yeah. what happened with them? So you never know. I know the ten the ten rings is a big deal in Marvel. I know that much yeah, because they made a big deal about that Sonic with the uh, Iron Man three. <laughs> and uh, Sean, that's where I know it from. Is they they referenced it in Iron Man, but I'm not a Marvel guy. I'm a DC guy. If it was more of a deep uh, like a DC deep cut, um, mm-hmm. I might have been a little bit more excited. But they played this preview right before Black Widow, and it looked amazing. It was just yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's funny, Jen, you were talking about um, East Asians in cinema, mm-hmm. um, mainstream cinema. Um, before the trailer for Ten Rings, they played the trailer for G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra or Cobra Origins or whatever. Oh, it's Snake Eyes. Snake yeah. Eyes. Snake Eyes. Yeah. So Cobra Snake. I, 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 I'm not a G.I. Joe guy either. So sorry. <laughs> but that had a predominantly East Asian cast as well. So it was just like it, it was just odd to me to see two trailers extended trailers back to back that featured east asians uh in a mainstream theater i'd never seen anything like that and yeah. that cobra, that snake eyes thing looked really good yeah and then it tanked <laughs> did it i i don't know it just yeah, it just looked it, like it, it would be well. enjoyable oh did it come out already yeah, it yeah, came, it came out, out like a few weeks ago. Oh, like I'm mid July, so, something I'm part like of that. The problem, yeah. Not part of the solution. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was waiting for it to come to stream. I want, I want to see it. I mean, I w- I am a GI Joe guy. I was raised on that, but it's uh, I was waiting for it to come to streaming because the COVID numbers are going up. I'm not really crazy about going to a theater right now, anyway. So mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, GI Joe was a foot tall and had real hair. Damn it. Yeah, I remember those every time. (laughs) Every time GI Joe comes up, we're talking about GI Joe '80s GI Joe. Yeah, they were they they reinvented GI Joe in the '80s. That's what this is based on. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you are fixated on real hair just that's creepy as (laughs) creepy as that was was the one you wanted. You wanted the one with the beard because just I I wanted that kids comic book with the blood in the red ink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so back to the, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Johansson thing. So people are saying that, okay, I've heard a lot of people saying she's fine. She got paid $15 million for that movie. The problem is that she was promised a lot more money, like 10 million more dollars. If, that movie pulled in a certain amount at mm-hmm. the box office and then Disney ensured that it wouldn't make that much by putting it out on Disney plus because they count the numbers on Disney plus different than box office. Mm-hmm. So also, it, also her contract specifically said it would not come out on streaming. Yeah. If you time. were a, if you were a salesman 
and you were promised a huge bonus if your entire sales team reached a goal, but then they had half of your sales team work from home and said, we're not going to count their numbers the same as the in-office numbers, then you wouldn't get your bonus and you would feel as though you had money stolen out of your pocket. It doesn't matter that she got paid millions of dollars to do that movie. She had a contract with them, just like anybody, any, anybody else that signs a contract. If, if they break the contract, if you break the contract, you're going to be in trouble for it. If they break the contract, all of a sudden they're not in any trouble, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Well, remember when we talked to Alan Dean Foster, I mean, you know, Disney is notorious for trying to screw people out of the money they want. They're the Donald Trump of the entertainment business. And this is the kind of shit they pull all the time. And I'm sorry, I know it's easy for like, you know, Joe Q public to rally against like such and such big star complaining that they got 15 million instead of 25 million. But Mm -hmm. you never take into account the 20 years that Scarlett Johansson before she became famous was eating ketchup soup and crackers trying to land a gig. And now I went to a theater for the first time since COVID to see her on screen. And there is no underestimating the value that she brings to this project. She is the lead. They're the, the only reason they're making money is because she's in this movie. And then they're trying to screw her out of what is rightfully hers. Yeah. I mean, the artists are what drives the industry. Yet the businessmen always want to take away because they think, well, we can replace you tomorrow because all they care about is like selling diapers and bed sheets. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, yeah. it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. When you think about the sacrifices and the hard work and just the sheer impossibility of becoming like a bankable marquee star, mm-hmm. the fact that they just, you know, yeah, you know, screw you. Well, you've also got the thing of the position that it puts her in. If she does nothing, then the, I mean, they're going to do it to her over and over and over. Anytime that we have these stories come out about actors don't want to be in a sequel for something because of money issues, people always say, well, you know, he's got a silver spoon up his butt and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they did with uh, Chris Pine when they were, when they were talking about doing Star Trek four and he said he wouldn't do it because of, of money. Well, you gotta you gotta think about what that's going to mean for their future. If they get lowballed now, they're going to get lowballed again. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. Scarlett Johansson lays down and lets Disney run over her now, then you know Universal's going to run her over the next time they try to make a movie with her, you know, and so on and so forth. Right, and they're making a big deal about it in the news because a, it's the only second Marvel film led by a a, a woman, a female character after Captain Marvel, and two, because she's such a big star and she can, I mean, she's, if I, I, she's not the biggest bankable female actress right now. She's definitely one of the top five right now. Her and Gal Gadot, I think are are probably the. the Yeah. They're both in the top three. I'm pretty darn sure. You know, like Charlize Theron's up there. There's a few, but um, she actually is in a good position to do this because she's such a popular star. And mm. I'm actually glad that she's putting her foot down and basically saying, no, you cannot screw me over like this. I am pr- I'm actually proud of her for doing that. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, the last time we talked about this, you know, this is going to have, re- assuming they don't settle, assuming that this doesn't, they don't just go, all right, here's a pickup truck full of money. Go away. Um, Assuming she doesn't settle and this actually gets litigated, 
this will have repercussions for years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's got nothing to lose because she got, you know, she got paid for the movie. She's not ever planning on playing the character again. She probably doesn't give a shit if Disney won't hire her again. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're trying to assassinate her in the press because they've already they 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 made a statement the other day that Disney is cutting ties with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, like, yeah, well, I think I she think cut Scar- ties first. Yeah, I think she's already cut <laughs> ties. With she's guys, suddenly so. more bankable to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just watch um, I, uh, Lost in Translation, Under the Skin. Uh, mm-hmm. She is a formidable. Actress. She's good. She's oh, she's really, really good. good. She's yeah. amazing. She is a good actress. So, I mean, she doesn't need Disney at all. Mm-hmm. They need her. What yeah. was the movie she made for Netflix last year that had Adam Driver in it where they were... Uh, like oh, Marriage married? Story. Yeah, that, yeah. She actually got nominated for an Oscar. Sadly, she didn't win. But so, yeah, she, I watched this movie, and you're watching a movie about a marriage falling apart. Yeah, it's, it's depressing. It. It's depressing as hell. <laughs> But it's a good well, like, movie. I mean, I, I watched Lost in Translation, and anyone who knows me would be stunned that I both watched all of it and enjoyed it. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, she does really good in it. <laughs> but it is not in any way a Rick movie. Actually, if you, if you like, <laughs> she's really good in her. Have you have any of you seen that? Uh, that's when she yeah. plays the AI, right? Yeah, yeah. she, she so plays close the AI. To pulling the trigger on that one, and I just have never done it. I love that movie because all Pretty you have good, is yeah. her voice and what she does being. You know, you don't see her face at any point in this film, and she, she makes it work with just her voice. This is why I love voice actors so much. Um, so, yes, yeah, I mean, just that film alone made me fall in love with her. So, I think it's safe to say that we're all pretty ambivalent about Scarlett Johansson and her level of ability. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, let's let just just to I, I hate the term devil's advocate, but you know, she has made some. And it's not even necessarily her fault. It was like, hey, you want to play this? Okay. And then, oh, maybe I shouldn't have. Ghost in the um, Shell? Ghost in the Shell? Well, she did, she did turn down the role to play a transgender character. So, uh, Well, after the up, outcry. Um, you know, it, it's... And she said some stupid things in the press, but who hasn't? You know, when, when, you, when you get to that level of scrutiny, I don't think it's possible to not screw up at some point. So... Mm. You know, I know, I know that there are people who are like, you know, she she said something that bothered me, and now she's dead to me, and like, I, I, you know I get what? If that. You're gonna get, if you're going to get bothered over bullshit like that, then then that's fine. Then just go away. You they know? do the same thing with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. They try to hit her over the head with every word that comes right. out of her mouth. It's just like you know what? It they're people too. So either mm-hmm. you enjoy their work or they or you don't. Yeah. Uh, did she commit some kind of capital crime? Did she molest somebody? It's it's. So get over it sometimes. Sometimes. Get sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes. So as this slightly less crabby guy on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the stuff that we've been watching first, uh, first we'll talk about some of the stuff that almost everyone has been watching. I don't know if everybody on the panel has seen the suicide squad. Have you guys watched the suicide yeah, squad? I finally watched it. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just downgraded my cable so I don't have HBO max anymore. Can someone okay. give me their login? Well, <laughs> I'm using somebody else's login. So. <laughs> hey, can you introduce me to somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but we won't do a full spoiler. That's my, my rule of doing full spoiler shows is everybody on the panel has to have seen the movie. So <laughs> 
it's not the cleverest movie. It's not like you're going to be sitting here waiting for the twist and, when you're okay. watching it. So Rick <laughs> and Jen, have you guys seen it? Yes. yes. Okay. So Sean, if you want to spoil, feel free because I don't care. I really, it's Suicide Squad. If I I'm have, not, to, I'm if, sorry, if, it's the Suicide Squad. <laughs> if I was going to do like a full spoiler, then I would just do an episode about the movie. But we'll just, I mean, we'll talk about it for a few minutes. There is a couple of mild spoilers that I'll put out, but um, I haven't enjoyed a comic book movie as much as this one in a while because I love I love Marvel movies. I absolutely love Marvel movies, but there's something about mixing a lot of the comedy in with the with the comic book lore that I love. And when they put it at a hard R rating, and, and you know, like like they did with uh, like Marvel did with Deadpool. I was going to say it's, it's we call it full Deadpool now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, this movie was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it had a simple plot. If you've seen the first one. That's one thing that I did like. They didn't waste a lot of time with setup because they know everybody's seen the first one, even though the first one and this one aren't really connected. That, that was what I was going to ask. Do you yeah. do you need – are they connected in universe or is it just like a separate take on the same kind characters? Of, they you do get, reference it like a couple of times, but that's about it. You know it. the basic premise of these are all convicts and they're all supervillains and they all have a bomb in their skull. Right, and they that's got nothing to lose. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. they, and they've got a couple of a couple of the actors came back and played the same characters, uh, like three, I think, like Will uh, Smith, maybe four. No, four. no, Will Smith. Damn it! I know. I mean, Harley Quinn was played by the same actor, Margot Robbie. And, yeah, Margot Robbie. I mean, yeah, she's they like had, she's they had like, four actors come back. That she's were the Scarjo of the uh, DCEU. <laughs> Captain Boomerang was back. And uh, Randall Flagg was, was back, and yeah, and, Flag, yeah, and, and Waller was back, so yeah, oh, yeah, and Waller, yeah, Amanda Waller, yeah, she mm-hmm. was in um, Green Lantern, too, right? Same character, was, was she, she the same character? I, I, I feel like they there was an N Amanda Waller in Green Lantern, I don't but think I feel it like was, she died. I don't think it was movie. Viola Davis, though, it was another. I've actress. been drinking really hard to get rid of Green Lantern. <laughs> So has Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. I'm a Green Lantern fan. It's all I have. (laughs) I am too. And I, I, I was so disappointed. Anyway, I wasn't wasn't not disappointed. It's just still all I have. (laughs) Like I said, the plot was pretty simple. If you, if you think about it when it's over, it's, it's all pretty straightforward. They were, they tried to do some twists, the twists, uh, you see them all coming. They when they, when, mm. yeah. I was they like, tried. twists? There were? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> they, well, I mean, like at the beginning. They tried because to do a twist. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Okay, yeah. With twists. So. All right, um, but okay. In the, in the first five minutes, when you see the characters all basically wearing what they wore in the comics, that was a huge red flag. <laughs> <laughs> this portion of the podcast has been redacted by Warner Home Media. Sean lets out a huge spoiler at this point. We told him that he could either remove it or spend 10 years watching reruns of Yo Gubba Gubba. He obviously chose the former. Spoilers! Okay, that was... that was. <laughs> hey, you said you about, didn't care! I know, I don't. I'm just, <laughs> just giving Sean shit. <laughs> but, 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 just to, 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 to take the, the John Irons role for a second, that was a spoiler. Mm, yeah. There, there are a lot of spoilers for the movie, but like the first... 20 minutes of it there's a there's a bunch see it wasn't me this time don't even <laughs> all right so we should maybe in the show notes before you even put this out like just say john don't listen 
That's the first <laughs> line of the show notes. John's, John's seen it. But I've, I said there would be mild spoilers. <laughs> and and this, and also the, by the time this episode comes out, the movie's been out for like three weeks. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit that surprised me because I, I thought he was going to be because the, the press made a bigger deal about him. But uh, yeah. And by the time the episode comes out, I will have some other person's Disney Plus account. I was about to say, if you see it on Disney Plus, let me know because there's a lawsuit coming. <laughs> but um, okay, so. The characters were were absurd, and even the end fight was like at this level of ridiculousness that I loved. And like I said, if if you like this movie, you'll love Doom Patrol because Doom Patrol is ridiculous like this all the time. Yeah, I, that's what I said uh, yeah. last week. Yeah, it was just pretty much yeah. It it is Doom Patrol, but even zanier. But this is something that DC is doing more of to make themselves different from Marvel because they're mm-hmm. not afraid to go with the R rating. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made Joker. I think the Batman is supposed to be R uh, rated R, and and then on TV they've got Titans and Doom Patrol and all that. You know, they go all in on that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, you know, I watched the first, I think, two episodes of Titans. I thought it was okay, but again, it's just too Batman centric. Like, it it doesn't stay that way. It doesn't. Yeah, right. that's I just don't. because one of the main characters is Dick well, Grayson. Dick. But yeah, kinda, Dick. So, yeah. I mean, they, they follow Dick basically throughout the first episode. So, so, yeah, so, the, yeah. But, but, uh, you don't even see Bruce until season two, and he's in like two episodes. So, you're fine. It's not as Batman-centric as you think. Uh, so, right. you're I saying mean, you, don't, wife- you don't like Dick? <laughs> <laughs> I want to just point out I I uh, didn't I restrained myself from going there because I, I was going to say that I'm going to pull the audio out where he just said they follow Dick <laughs> I was going to say the show is all if that is Dick, a drop but... on Cosmic Potato from now on I will be honored <laughs> to be fair it is kind of about Dick but uh, and you got to pull that one too all right yeah now, my wife has been watching it all day, all day today so this was my first exposure to Titans. Titans, okay. Um, and it's you know it, it it would occasionally catch my interest, um, but it's you know it's the same thing that I complained about with Smallville and and all the other stuff. I hate the they're superheroes, but they don't know who they are, and you know they're they're not being super right now. I Raven is one of my favorite characters ever. And seeing her be a confused, puzzled teenager just drives me crazy. I actually like like that. But you like her from the cartoon version of Titans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I like like her in Teen Titans. Although I've I've read a few of the comics, believe it Mm -hmm. or not, and I like her in the comics too. I I like her as this dark demon as opposed to just this. Help me, Dick. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, like she gets better. She gets better. Actually, the one that is really different from the comics is Beast Boy. Uh, he's actually a lot less because uh, he's the comic relief in the show that's on the cartoon that's on recently, and mm-hmm. he's nothing like that. I mean, he's got a few wisecracks here and there, but he's nothing like his cartoon counterpart. Although I will say, you guys have been trying to get me to watch the Doom Patrol, and we we saw I saw the the episode where they're hanging where they're with the Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I'm going to check out the Doom Patrol because that looks like a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's a lot like that. It's the only different, the biggest difference is that the uh, 
the professor dude. I can't remember chief, his name. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's, he's played by Timothy Dalton in the in the in the actual series. Well, we, we were trying to figure out who he was because he he looked kind of familiar, and I'm he's looking at him and, I, and I'm like, that is he's not <laughs> Timothy Dalton. No, no, no. Is <laughs> um, a time lord. He's uh oh gosh, are we going there? Oh, <laughs> T-Doll, I remember him from Bond, and I remember him from Doctor Who because oh yeah, he played, that was like, like his oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah and, was, and I remember him from Penny Dreadful too. I mean, he's great. I didn't Penny watch Dreadful. Penny Dreadful, so sue me, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it. It's you really should. good. Penny Dreadful's really good. The first give me your Showtime login because I just downgraded my cable. No. <laughs> Did I mention I just downgraded my cable? It's on Netflix, I think, still. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That I got. Now I'm kind I'm kind of iffy on James Gunn the person because I still don't he's like a scumbag, but Yeah, I don't like the you know, all the stuff that came out about him a while back. But I mean he is a good director and he's he's more well known in nerd circles. I mean he's not like he's not as well known in the mainstream as like a Steven Spielberg or somebody like that. But comic book people know who he is and and, and I, I like Guardians of the Galaxy, and then this is like taking some of the humor that he does in those movies and then turning it up with. Oh, the, he amped and, it up to eleven and added a lot more gore. Yeah, and, what he did. yeah, yeah. Say so, so, okay, and you got an R rating. You do do whatever you want, right? You know? So it's so, like James Gunn without like Kevin Feige saying no, 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 much, no, yeah. no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like King Shark eats a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hand. And not just and not just like off <laughs> off camera munching. Like there's one scene where he's like eating this yeah. dude's head like an apple for 20 minutes. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> my okay, so th- th- this next part is going to be a mild spoiler. Mild spoiler. I, I call it a mild spoiler. It's probably more 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 hot than than I want to admit. But <laughs> my my daughter and her boyfriend went to go see the movie at the uh, at the drive-in, and then she came home and she said she hated it. And I said, why did you hate it? She said, it was so stupid. They were fighting a starfish. And I said, didn't it break your heart when that starfish said I was happy in space looking at the stars? The starfish was the victim. You yeah. know? Wow. And she was like, she was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. And then, of course, the end happened. But the, yeah. we got to guide you up in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have to admit, you know, okay, first of all, I, I just cards on the table. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, but if they never did another one, I wouldn't notice. Hmm. Um, you know, it was big, dumb fun, but I was shocked to find out. Cause I was, I was just kind of playing, you know, just dorking around on, on YouTube the other night. And I found a robot chicken from seven years ago that featured a battle with Starro the Conqueror, or whatever the. F- oh, Starro's been around since like the sixties. Mm-hmm. But it was like exa- almost frame for frame what they did in the movie. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> surprised. Actually, Seth Green is a bigger geek than all of us put together. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. how many. How many different things can they do with that, though? I mean, it's it's a giant starfish. So. I just was I was shocked that that. The, the 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 Suicide Squad. Well, first of all, that Starro the Destroyer. What, what is it? Starro the Conqueror. Starro the, the Conqueror. I think. Yeah. Which is a yeah. dumb as hell name. That's what tells you it's from the sixties because that's yeah. the way. <laughs> um, you know, the fact that this was something that's been around forever just blew just blew me away. And then the fact that you know that it was uh, the, the robot chicken one had a lot. 
it was mostly it was all heroes instead of the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. but they had about as much luck with the with Starro. And it was <laughs> like it was all look it up. It's almost exactly what happened in the movie. Yeah, there was a lot of people that were trying to claim, oh, they're ripping off Alien with the face huggers and everything. It's like no, Starro was doing that before Alien. So <laughs> they did. I mean, they did almost the same thing in the in the comic in the sixties. They had these little starfish would come out of him. And he attached themselves to somebody's face and turn them into like a zombie or something. Yeah, what, what else are you going to do with the starfish? All it can yeah. do is cling. You know that starfish is a is slang for butthole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't going to go there, but... They did in the movie. Oh, that was in the movie. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Nobody yeah. said chocolate before. So. That was John Cena's, <laughs> yeah, that was John Cena's uh, contribution. I, oh, and this is a spoiler too, but I don't. I don't know if you read this. And this, this is a, a, a none of this is all that shocking. This movie is not about twists. Um, the scene where uh, Harley Quinn takes the key and kills the guy with uh, that's torturing her and takes the key with her feet and unlocks herself. Margot yeah, Robbie yeah. did that. Yeah, that, that was not. What, a she killed the guy she in real life. That. Well, no, no, she didn't really kill yeah, him. No, she was just well, trying no. to She unlocked herself out of the. With she, her she was hanging by her from a from a hook, three okay. feet off the ground. Wow! And she had to pull keys out of this dude's pocket with her feet, with her toes, and she did, and it? then pull yeah. it, and then unlock the, the 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 lock above her head. I yeah, really want to date Margot Robbie now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know uh, what the plans are as far as a su- an, another Suicide Squad movie, but Margot Robbie has said that she doesn't want to play Harley Quinn again for a little while because she said it's exhausting to play Harley Quinn. I can sure. believe that, yeah. <laughs> so the one thing I uh, remember about Margot Robbie saying with Harley Quinn, she would never wear those shorts again. And yeah. she would not let the character yeah. be as sexualized as she was in the first Suicide uh, Squad movie. So was this one markedly different? If yes. anything, she's wearing more clothes in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ever. was wearing a dress through most of it. <laughs> she no. was wearing long pants uh, and a much better top, for sure. Good for you, well, Margot Robbie. Well, for most of the movie, after, like after she's after she's rescued and then, oh, quote unquote, rescued, she rescues herself. But then she, uh, from then on, she's wearing like this red dress, but it covers a lot of her. And they also took a lot of the, uh, they toned down her tattoos. She doesn't have as many tattoos in this as she did in the first one. Yeah, nope. that was more of a like a freaking. Uh, like she doesn't have rotten tattooed so on her face anymore. Mis- it's gone. Yeah, misguided with how they tattooed up the Joker for the uh, DCEU and just that whole Zack Snyder bullshit where yeah. everything had to be edgelord. Bulge, oh my god, I couldn't stand it. It was just like not everything has to be so edgy that we can't relate to it. Just do a movie. And yeah. Joker was like the ultimate with that. Like, you know, with the whole smile yeah. on his hand and putting I know, his over his that mouth. Was, and that was not all Jared Leto's fault. That was No, most- I'm not saying Jared Leto. I'm saying that was like a Zack Snyder kind of Like we need to make this like dark, 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 more dark. And I'm no apologist for Jared Leto. He's like insane and (laughs) probably not a great guy to work with. But I've met the man. He's he's out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he was great in Requiem for a Dream. I'll give him that. And um, I I, I don't mind. Dallas Buyers Club is Mr. Nobody is my favorite of his. Yeah. And I listened to his freaking CD all the way through France 
Cause Which one? Because he has the the band uh, has like uh, a bunch. Uh, what I, Mars? Something Mars? My wife. Well, like Thirty Seconds to Mars is the the band name. And all right, so Thirty Seconds brother. to Mars. It was their first CD. It had a lot of colors on it. And my wife liked three songs on that CD, and they were literally the same song. <laughs> she didn't realize it until I started singing the chorus to one song to the chorus to the other song, and she's like, "Thanks, you just ruined it." I'm like, okay. I didn't ruin it. He's just not talented. <laughs> oh, uh, t- trust me. Their their other albums are much better. All right. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So I, Jared Leto is Jared Leto. I don't have a problem with him being Jared Leto. I have a problem with Zack Snyder bringing, you know, just darkness, mayhem, chaos. That's pretty much darkness. Squad, but it's fun. Darkness, mayhem, and chaos. <laughs> I do have to say that. I, I, okay. I love Peter Capaldi. But how do you have Peter Capaldi in an R-rated movie and you don't let him? And he doesn't him... cuss. Yeah, well, he, he, like does, he did cuss, cuss but you didn't let him have a rant. You well, know, he, he could have been played. That character could have been anyone. There was no need for that to be Capaldi. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, I was waiting for him to go like in the cut crazy, and he never did. I was I was so disappointed. Release the gun cut. <laughs> <laughs> Release the Capaldi cut. The Capaldi cut. There it's you gonna go. be four hours black and white and slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For, what I discovered yesterday that blew my mind is Palm Clementi, who plays Mantis, is one of the dancers in the the strip club. She yeah, they. There was a lot of Marvel people that mm-hmm. showed up in this. I mean, because um, we already mentioned Michael Rooker, and then, of course Sylvester Stallone's in it. He was in uh, one of the Guardians movies. Well, uh, exactly Stallone in it. He, he's voicing King Shark. He's yeah. voicing King Shark, but he's in the movie. I mean, so he's in the movie. Yo, Adrian, should I keep munching on this guy's? No, head? it's mostly like bird. I mean, no, and <laughs> so he's getting that Vin Diesel money is what he's doing. It, yeah, I was gonna say it's like Vin Diesel voicing Groot. It's not like pretty much. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oscar winner, slice. <laughs> I'll wear a disguise. Oh, you're gonna wear a disguise? Fake mustache. Fake mustache. Yes. <laughs> you know, See, uh, yeah. fake mustache. You know? Uh, no, it's not like. Well, it, I mean, he had a limited vocabulary, but it worked. I mean, listen, Jen, I haven't seen it. I want it to be like that. Just give me this. <laughs> James Gunn now wants to make. A, he wants to make a series for Disney Plus about the Ravagers. He wants to do a Ravagers TV. I'm series. not surprised. I'd be interested in seeing where you can go with that. What are the Ravagers? Those are the the from Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are like uh, Yondu's guys. Oh, you know, so that was the, and that was the Guardians too. That was Sly's people too. Yeah, yeah. yeah those okay. are the Ravagers. Because from everything I heard about um, Sly Stallone and his cadre in Guardians two, that was the original comic book Guardians, and they gave a nod to that. Okay. Yes, no. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Okay. Yeah. I'm the last person to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. I, I, even I don't know if that's I was going to say, Jen, Jen, comment. No, no, I didn't read Guardians when it was a comic, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Between the Harley Quinn cartoon and this movie, King Shark is rapidly becoming one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fuck up in all universes, and it's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> On Disney Plus this week, we also had the release of What If. Now, now by the time this oh comes out, God. there's going to be another episode or two of What If that have come out. But as we're recording it, there's only been one. Um, Jen, Sean, Rick. 
Do you mm-hmm. guys have like a Disney Plus login I could use? <laughs> because I did not care about getting Disney Plus until I saw the, the trailer for What If. And really? I was like, oh my God, I have to get Disney Plus. Uh, well, okay, to give you some perspective, the What If comics have been around for years. No, uh, no, no. It's some is, uh, same as elsewhere for DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. So, I mean, but well, else, Elseworlds, worlds, yeah. Yeah, Elseworlds, yeah, thank you. Yeah. But, um, I used to love the Elseworlds when I was a comic collector. I never cared about Disney plus Marvel stuff until I saw the what if trailer. And I was like, how can I not watch this? My wife wants to watch it. I, this is a show that I literally could not care less about. And I've, I've mentioned that before because I'm not into these characters in the first place. So seeing alternate realities of them holds zero interest for me. This one, okay, so like I said, I've only got one episode to, to judge off of. It. And this one was, so it was, I mean, it was what if Peggy Carter was the one to take the super soldier serum. And really, that's what sold me. Like, I yeah. wanted to see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's just, you know, it's the kind of stuff that we do that in discussions sometimes, you know, where we're just saying, what if this had happened or what if that had happened or whatever. I, I think it's interesting. The only thing, the only complaint that I had about this was that it seemed like I was watching the first 25 minutes of a movie and then it just stopped. <laughs> oh, so you saw the first episode then? Yeah, I watched the first episode. Yeah. And, and each episode is going to be like a anthology. Each episode is going to be something right. completely different, but mm-hmm. it was almost like you were, you were rewatching the beginning of Captain America but they just but they use you know things ha- things happen to swap things around. But then you you see it's like twenty five minutes. The episode's like twenty five minutes, and then it's just it just ends, and it's almost like it was just beginning an adventure, and then it's and it stopped. Well, let but, me ask this. I mean, I feel like um, I wanted to watch this because it seemed like it just shook things up. Well, there, I mean, like I said, I, and I don't have the list in front of me of what, what they're going to do throughout the first season, but each episode is going to be something different. It'll be like, what I don't know, what if Spider? What if somebody else was Spider-Man or something like that? What if this person had gotten bitten by a spider instead of Peter Parker and, and, and just ex- experiment with things, you know? So, And the question I want to ask is, do you need to know, because I think they, they had actually referenced a specific scene in the Loki series where all of this became viable. Like, they're splitting off realities because the Loki series is all about, like, alternate realities and a different Loki. And do you need to have, uh, like, knowledge of all of the previous Marvel series on disney plus to enjoy this or is it basically its own thing no it's i mean it's its own thing i mean yeah that 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 stuff that happened in loki uh i think that it's going to work into it later but i don't think it's going to work into it in the actual series i think it's going to work into it later in the movies and they're going to bring some of this stuff from loki and some of the stuff from this into like doctor the next doctor strange movie is about the multiverse i mean it's called multiverse of madness right yeah um and i've heard rumors that this version of peggy carter may show up in that movie um so there there could be ramifications later on where this stuff will all blend together but as far as watching this right now you don't have to have seen loki to enjoy it 
It's uh, just or a one because or you know, the what if Winter comics. Yeah. yeah, the what if comics were always something separate from the other comics. They didn't right. really have anything. Just like Elseworlds, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what that's kind of what they're going for, you know. They just kind of playing around with their with their lore. And I think it's also good that um you don't really have to have a huge knowledge of the comics because this is playing around with the MCU. It's not bringing a lot of stuff from comics that you've never heard of. It's all stuff that's happened in the movies. All right. So that answers my second question, which is good to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Something that I have watched, we'll we'll kind of, we'll we'll kind of go around and talk about stuff that we've been watching, but uh, I I did want to, the first one I, I wanted to bring up was that I watched a movie last week that I really enjoyed called rent a pal. And it stars Brian Landis Falcons and Will Wheaton. And it's, it's a dark comedy uh, where Falcons character, his name is David and he lives with his mother. She's got dementia. So he's kind of like her, her caregiver and it takes place in the eighties. So he belongs to one of those video dating services and the dating service is not really having any luck matching him. He goes down to the dating service and while he's there, he looks in like the bargain bin of videos that they're selling. And there's this one called rent a pal and he buys it. It's got a picture of Will Wheaton on it and everything. He takes it home and he plays it. And it's basically Will Wheaton playing. He's playing a guy named Andy and he's having a one, one side of conversation with you and you kind of fill in the caps, you know, and throughout the movie, Andy becomes David's best friend and he kind of rewinds and fast forwards the tape to play the parts of the conversation that he wants to have. And it's the edit, the way they edit it is weird because it's almost like Andy really is talking to him, you know, and, and, and Andy becomes this, um, controlling gaslighting friend (laughs) and will wheaton plays him perfectly will wheaton's entire performance is on this guy's tv you know but uh but it's it's a dark comedy if you like will wheaton i recommend the movie but i will warn you the ending is very dark so (laughs) be warned of that uh so is it like blink the movie Blink. It's Blink. Doctor, Doctor, Who. Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Where it was the doctor recorded saying stuff that people eventually related to once like their timeline caught up to what he was talking about. It's like it at the okay, so when he first watches starts watching the video, Will Wheaton is explaining to him what this video is. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have fun, we're gonna talk about whatever you want and all this kind of stuff. And then he's like, Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? And then he just kind of sit there and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then his responses don't really match up with what the guy says. But as the movie goes along, it starts to. And then it's funny because there's part there's parts of the movie where the tape is starting to wear out because he's watching this tape over and over and over. And the parts where the tape is wearing out the most is the parts where Andy is being controlling. It's almost like he wants that part more than the rest. You know, mm-hmm. he, he starts to depend on that more. Uh, that's when the movie really starts to become darker and darker. But it's uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. It's on Hulu. So 
It's if you have Hulu, you have it. It's 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 there. So, what have you guys been watching, Chris? What about you? Last thing I watched the full series of was Tales from the Loop. Did you guys see that on Netflix? Uh-uh. Uh was it Netflix or Amazon? But either way, it was um science fiction anthology series, but it was kind of linked based on paintings from some dude. So like these paintings were like set where like people would be walking through like a pastoral scene, but some Hulk or some robot would be in the background and they were like hyper realistic paintings. So they were almost photorealistic and somebody took the series of paintings that this artist did and made a Netflix series about extrapolating on what they might've been like in a plot in the same universe where they're all connected. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of a very high concept SF thing. And I'm still thinking about it. So I guess it was effective in what it did. Some episodes were better than others. I think a lot of the concepts were very generic stock sci-fi concepts that we've all seen a thousand times as genre fans. But if you saw it as someone that was like a mundane, it would be like, wow, this is, this is something else like body swap or time stop or, you know, time shift or, or whatever. But they did it in a very artistic, unique way that kept me coming, even though I'd seen it before. So I just wanted to wait till the end to see how they played it. And yeah. they played it very well. I mean, there were some things that were so wholly unique to this series that I'd never seen in any other sci-fi series. So if you want to sit through it, like like to get through it, then I would recommend it. Um, high concept, but common common ideas as far as we're concerned. Make sense? He uh-huh. says it's called Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard it. I've heard, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard of it. Uh, you're the first person to, to say what it's about. Yeah. And uh, again, like it might be slow going if you've seen this kind of stuff before, but I just kept with it and I thought it was intriguing. So that's the first thing that's been on my list besides, you know, the generic Star Trek rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Rick, what have you been watching? Uh, I, I, not much, but you know, you usually, you know, cause, uh, you know, my wife has a really weird ass work schedule, so I, I don't generally watch a lot of TV. I generally am just sitting here on my computer, you know, cruising through, uh, uh, YouTube and I stumbled across this, this musical group that apparently they, they play at cons a lot and they're called the Cybertronic Spree. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. And they're a, they're a rock band and they all, they're all dressed as transformers, various transformers, which I have absolutely no idea what their names are. Um, <laughs> but they, they play the soundtrack from the, the, 1980s animated Transformers movie um, at cons, but they also do covers. And the first thing I saw them do was a cover of Zeppelin's Immigrant Song, which usually when you see Immigrant Song cover, that's a bad idea. But because it was a ro- you know a chick dressed as a robot, sorry, a woman. I got to stop using that word. I'm just 
sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> woman dressed as, as a transformer. I was like, all right, this might be worth watching. And they're really good. The, they, they've got a cover of the immigrant song. They've got a cover of Barracuda. Um, I've listened to several of their, their songs from, from the movie that mean nothing to me from a nostalgia standpoint, but it's just really good music. Um, and they're, they're, the, the two people in the group that really impressed me the most are the, the lead singer, who her, her name is R.C. I have been trying to find out who these people really are for days, and they do a real good job of not letting you find out. I think I tracked them down. I think they used to be a band called Villains. Um, so I think her name is, is, her last name is Haas, but I'm not positive about that. Um, but she's got like grace slick level pipes. She's just amazing. Um, and then their lead guitarist who's wearing a, a transformer who looks like a dragon has like dragon wings. Um, he's incredible too. And they're all playing their guitars with gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which just blows my mind because it's clear that they're not, you know, playing to, tr- to pre-recorded tracks or anything. They are definitely playing, and you know, unless they've got just the thing, you know, the un- the fingertips of the gloves cut out and you just can't see it, it looks like they're they're playing. You know, they're, the 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 bassist is uh, um, was it Hot Rod, <laughs> um, and they also have some silly. Uh, web show kind of stuff too but uh they're just a lot of fun and really really good musicians shockwave is their drummer sometimes the i don't know if they if it's just the same dude wearing a couple of different costumes but there's like two different transformers that are drummers in different videos um just a lot of fun and you know they're 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 called the cybertronic spree and uh I, I I keep posting their videos on on Facebook at like you know twelve o'clock at night because I'm bored. <laughs> like, Y'all gotta see this, and nobody's awake. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of bands that I've heard of by going to cons and stuff that do stuff like that. Like there's a um, steampunk band that came to the one that we do at the uh, public library um, a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name of them off the top of my head. They they were awesome. I mean, they they were all their instruments were made out of, you know, they were all, I mean it was steampunk, mm-hmm. you know. So they they made all their instruments out of stuff like that. But gears and goggles and yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. I wish I could remember the name of them right off the top of my head, but I can't. But Jim, what have you been watching? Okay, so I've been watching actually quite a lot of stuff. <clears throat> I did see Gunpowder Milkshake. That was amazing. Um, Still haven't watched it. Yeah, you'll it, like it. You'll like it. If you like Suicide Squad, you'll like Gunpowder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except it's just, it's almost an all female cast. Um, and everyone's just amazing in it. Uh, that was great. I thought I actually just this afternoon watched Free Guy. Uh, loved it, but I'm a big MMO person, and a lot of the in jokes are gaming in jokes. So if yeah. if you're not a gamer, you you won't get half of the jokes in it. Is it only uh, in theaters right now? It, I think it is. Okay, um, yeah, it's, so. I'm, I'm yeah. not going near a theater right now. I really I want, want to see, see it, that but... so bad. I will go to a theater to see it. So. It's it's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds pretty much being Ryan Reynolds, but he's okay. Here's the premise. It's not really a spoiler because it's in the trailers. Ryan Reynolds plays an NPC in an MMO and uh, he becomes self-aware of who he is and the fact that he's an NPC Mm -hmm. 
and uh, hijinks ensue. Um, <laughs> that's, that's exactly the trailer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and it's 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 absolutely great because the effects are great because uh, they show when they're actually in the game, it shows them as actual people. When they show screens of like people watching the game on their screens, it's like it's an MMO, like it's digital. Cool. It's really cool. Um, it actually, uh, uh, Taika Waititi's in it, and he plays the villain, and he's hilarious because it's Taika Waititi. All, I mean, all the characters in it are amazing. Two of the actors in it are in Stranger Things, so I was like, "Yay, Stranger Things!" There are a few cameos in it. Like, there's a really, really quick. Is that a spoiler? Not really. Uh, Channing Tatum's playing a, a, one of the gamer avatars at one point, and he's a, he's really funny. Some of the other ones, uh, some of the other spoil uh, ones would spoil, so I can't really talk about them. Um, and the very last appearance of Alex Trebek is in this film. Hmm. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, if you if you don't follow game streamers on YouTube, you won't get because they have a lot of portions where they go who is this guy and all these like really popular gaming streamers start talking about him on their on their youtube channels and i recognize like all of them because that's that's me (laughs) (laughs) in fact two of them i'm like really really big fans of um yeah so it's it's a lot of fun it's Ryan Reynolds in top form because, you know, Ryan Reynolds is, is just awesome. All of the supporting cast are great. Taika Waititi in particular is just hilarious. Uh, they do a lot of um, in-jokes with the music and so forth and so on. There's a lot of in-jokes with other games, like there's some Grand Theft Auto references or some Portal references. Uh, just A lot of popular games are referenced in this thing. And um, I absolutely adored it. I I, I want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, it's just so it's so cute. Um, let's see what else have I watched? I'm rewatching again. I'm still rewatching old uh, TV shows, so I don't really want to go into that again. Um, I got my husband into watching Peaky Blinders. Ooh. totally just out of the blue. I'm like, I just happened to mention that I'm rewatching it slowly and it's really hard to watch. Let me just tell you, if you like Boardwalk Empire, you'll like Peaky Blinders. Basically- you know what? Tell me, Jen, I liked Boardwalk Empire until like the middle of the second season. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it just became the Sopranos, but Pretty just much. Set, set in the twenties instead of, you know, modern day Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I liked Boardwalk Empire because it separated itself. It just wasn't like a mob drama all about violence and killing and assholes. Okay, and then, then you won't like sudden, Peaky Blinders. All of a it became a mob <laughs> drama about violence and killing and assholes. Yeah, yeah, then you won't yeah. like Peaky Blinders because that's pretty much it, except in this case it's Irish gang and they're in Britain. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it, I tried, it, tried to get, I tried so many to get times. into it. I'm just, I'm like, I'm done, you know? But it's very hard to watch. I can only watch one episode at a time because there's so much detail in it. Um, I mean, all the actors in it are amazing. I mean, poor Helen McCoy is no longer with us. She's in it, and she's awesome. Uh, Killian Murphy, Sam Neill, uh, Tom Hardy shows up in in the second season. Um, I mean, just 
all-star stellar like British cast. And, and I've only seen through season four initially, and there's a season five and they're filming season six right now. And that'll be the last season. It's supposedly supposed to come out in like mid 2022. Um, it is very violent. It is very British. <laughs> I love it. Um, but it is hard to watch. It's very, very hard to watch. Um, it's not zany violence like, you know, Suicide Squad or whatever. It's very hardcore. There's some scenes that are, I mean, it's it's tough to sit through. Um, You're really selling it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I can't but not I watch ca- this I, one. I kind of like that in the sense that it's, there are some ramifications to oh, yeah. the violence, whereas mm-hmm. like with the Sopranos, I don't want to say they glorified it, but it's like you're supposed to roof with Tony Soprano. At by the last season of that, I was just like, die, just oh fucking yeah, die. I mean, die. seriously, like everybody in Peaky Blinders is not a good person. <laughs> but at least they do they embrace that and don't try to make them like antiheroes. That's no. okay. No. All right. So everyone's pretty much I despicable. I mean, yeah. yeah at, at, at most, I'd say. I mean, even the cops are just. I mean, Sam Neill's character is not redeemable whatsoever. Uh, I mean, you could s- kind of say Killian Murphy's character is, eh, but I mean, he's more because uh, the gang is essentially a family. It's an Irish family. Um, and in case, and instead of you know dealing with whatever, uh, in this case, there it takes place at the same time the Boardwalk Empire takes place. It takes place in the twenties into the thirties, mm. but they're dealing with like gambling, drugs, and, and that. And they basically they're called the Peaky Blinders because they wear you know Peaky hats and they actually have razor blades in the back of them, so they literally blind people with their. <laughs> Wow! All right. They're based on a real gang. This, this, you know, yeah. It's no. no, All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to like make a distinction because, like, when I was watching, I like Breaking Bad. Like, Mm -hmm. like um, Walter White in that series saw himself as the antihero. Oh no! These guys are not. But 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 everyone watching it realized, like, no, you're the scourge. You're the worst, and Mm -hmm. you just keep getting worse every season and that's what this is about but you keep seeing yourself as the good guy and it, you're not you know so no they don't make these guys redeemable whatsoever good at all i like, no, like michael they're, they're, douglas and falling down at the end where he's like what do you mean i'm the bad i'm the bad guy yeah <laughs> right well no they know these guys know they're despicable it's, yeah. it's pretty clear uh but you still root for them anyway <laughs> i wouldn't call them anti-heroes by any stretch um, but uh, I mean, I, I like the show. It's just, it, it's difficult to sit through. I, I guess I'm a masochist. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's pretty much what I, what I've seen. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, and I've seen Suicide Squad, obviously. Um, I'm looking forward to Shang-Chi. I haven't seen What If yet, so I'm, I'm, I kind of glad I missed that conversation. Uh, but I've read the comics, so I have a feeling I have an idea of some of the scenarios are to kind of come up with. Obviously, I've watched Loki. We've talked about that. Um, I love that show. 
a little bit of a newer movie that I watched. I saw Jungle Cruise this week. Oh, really? Uh, right. Go for and, it. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. My wife wanted to watch it. I wasn't crazy about watching it because I was like, how are they going to turn this ride into a decent movie? That's the goofiest ride at Disney World. Uh, it's just, you know, they're telling a bunch of dad jokes through the whole, <laughs> through the whole ride. But yeah, it really is a very interesting movie, especially if you like, like Pirates of the Caribbean, because it reminded me a lot of that. See, uh, when I saw the trailers, it looked like the mummy on a boat. Right. And thank you, Jen, because I was thinking like, I don't like pirates at all, but this seemed to me like the rock channeling Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I think, um, I mean, I can never say anything bad about The Rock. I, I think he's fantastic. Emily Blunt was good. Uh, if you have little kids, it might be a little scary. Um, and when I say little kids, I mean like five or six. If they're like nine, 10, 11, um, I think they'll be fine. It's uh, it, it, there's a, There's some scary images. If they can get through something like Pirates of the Caribbean and be okay, and without being overly frightened, then they'll be fine with this. But um, they, I did, I did like they were able. To, they actually did work in some of the goofy jokes <laughs> and make it work. And it actually did work for the story. So, uh, so yeah, I recommend that. It, Jungle Cruise is a is a decent movie. Um, I also I finished watching Evil up to the point that it's. I'm currently caught up. You know, there's still a couple episodes left to come out this season, but I am really liking this show. It's very entertaining. I didn't, I didn't realize until I started watching season two that they had completely moved the show off of CBS. And now it's completely on Paramount plus because I was watching the first episode of season two and all of a sudden, one of the main characters just drops an F-bomb. I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that reminds me of the other show I've watched, Why Women Kill. Oh, yeah. That's I from Paramount Plus it. now. I, it, saw, I saw a preview for that uh, literally last night. So is it good? It looked good. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's It takes place over different time periods. And it's essentially, I mean, it's what it says on the tin. It's about these women, their motivations to kill either their husbands, boyfriends, whatever. Um, I've only seen first season, second season just finished. Um, I, I watched it mainly because Lana Perea is in it and <laughs> I love her. I just met her, uh, a couple weeks ago. She's amazing. Uh, this beautiful, beautiful human being. Um, but yeah, she's pretty much channeling her character from once upon a time into the show, except even more ruthless and I love her to death because <laughs> she's not like that in real life at all. Uh, <laughs> but it's definitely worth a watch. It's done by one of the writers from once upon a time who, who's, who's, um, uh, he tends to the cast a lot of the same people. So the, the uh, there's like three actors from once upon a time who are in the show. Why women kill, but, uh, it, it's a lot less, uh, you know, hard to watch than Peaky. <laughs> it's got a little bit of humor, like dry, you know, sadistic humor, but it's, I mean, if you can deal with, I mean, like I said, it's why women kill. It's essentially these women and their motivation to kill mm. so-and-so. Um, it's, I, I'd recommend that as well. 
And I guess the last things that I watched were Invincible on Amazon, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed thoroughly, even though we've seen that story before, but they did it in a way that made me, you know, keep watching. I was engaged. And uh, The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, I've been watching it on Netflix a lot when I want to go to mm. sleep. So. Um. I've also been watching on Disney Plus. I've watched uh, Turner and Hooch. I watched a couple oh episodes gosh. of that, and it's not bad. It's not. It's not as bad as you would think it would be. It's a pretty good show if you don't. If you don't expect the police work to make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you like the movie, I mean, the show is just like the movie, and uh, it's got uh, the way that they set it up. I think that it was kind of a smart way that they set it up because. Uh, the character that Tom Hanks played in the movie, this movie is about his son and ah. his, and his dad ha- has died several weeks before or whatever. And he left him in his will. He left him his dog. It's not the same hooch. It's a dog that he got having hooch in the eighties turned him into a dog lover. And from then on, he always had dogs. I can really, yeah. And this was his this was his latest dog and he even said that you know his mom he has a conversation with his mom and his mom said when he went and got him from the shelter he said it was like the original Hooch had come back to life. So he uh so he's got a new dog that's just like Hooch, you know. So it's uh and that sets up the entire uh the entire thing of it being just like the movie. Plus, there's also like this through story that they're doing where he finds out that his dad was working on a case uh, when he died and that uh, the dog may have been the only witness to some crime or something like that. So he's uh, so there's they're setting all that kind of he's stuff. He's going to interrogate so. the dog. I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what, what, not what the movie was about, where the dog had witnessed a crime or something. You know what? Like I, I saw Turner and Hooch in the theater in the 80s and I blocked it out because, yeah. <laughs> you know. Movie, <laughs> it's yeah. just not. Yeah, I, if I'm going to remember a Tom Hanks vehicle, it's not going to be Turner and Hooch. It's just not. <laughs> be Joe versus the volcano. That is an amazing movie. <laughs> Screw you, Rick. No, I <laughs> shut up. I, I love that movie. Hey, I didn't I, say anything but the <laughs> title. Back off. I, I, I love you, that Chris. movie. I, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Believe it or that not, that is such a good movie. It's a great. I loved it. I agree with you. <laughs> you mentioned it in the same breath as Turner and Hooch. I don't but, it's also, but it's also not his most well-known film. No, but it is his best. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I loved it. Tom Hanks' best movie was Forrest Gump. Fight me. <laughs> I will fight you, sir. Yeah, I will fight you as well. <laughs> um, his worst movie was Hologram for a King. That movie made no sense. Money Pit. No. Money Pit kind of sucked. Kind of sucked. Hologram for a King did suck. A big hard one. No, actually, no. His worst film was the one that he did that where he was playing the I play D&D and I feel horrible. Oh, there's like a TV movie thing. It was like his very first role. It, oh, that was, um, it was not, it was um, Dice and Demons. Or, something like that. It was, it was, it was that was his very first role. And he's still, to this day, he's embarrassed by doing that. Played D&D and he went insane. Yeah. Yeah, or something. And I, was possessed. I, saw that, I saw that like in like real time. I saw it on TV <laughs> when it aired. Oh, and I was just like, this is not D&D. 
you know, and I was barely into D and D, and I was just like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> well, it was done by some—I can't remember which religious group put it out, yeah, but it was, yeah, yeah, yeah it was bad. Well, he made what three of those Robert Langdon movies? That was like the Da Vinci Code, and the last yeah. one that he did that what was in Inferno, it was bad. It I was, never saw that one. Yeah, me okay. neither. So. Now I'm self-censoring my Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. That's the thing. It wasn't bad because of him. It was bad because they changed the entire plot of the story. Uh, mm. I won't go into it as a whole thing. But have you read any of Langdon's books? Oh yeah, I've read all yeah. of them, but okay. the the last one. I, I, then, well, if you read one, you've read all. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've read two of them. Yeah, I, I read I read the Da Vinci Code and really liked it, and then I read. Um, Angels and Demons, and was like, oh, he only has one story. He just keeps changing the names in the MacGuffin. All right. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. He did that. He did the one that was called The Lost Symbol, and they didn't make a movie of that because the plot was too close to National Treasure. Mm. <laughs> they didn't want to be accused of ripping off National Treasure. <laughs> we don't want to accuse Tom Hanks of ripping off Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure was a great movie. <laughs> I know, I know. I, lo- I, I love both of them. But, uh, okay, so do you guys have anything else you want to add? Um, nope. The Tick on Amazon is also really good. It's only two oh, seasons, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I binged that recently, too. Yeah. Is, is it a continuation? or, or No, it's its, it? it's its own separate thing. The the, the one with the, the – uh, who's playing the Tick in the one you're talking about? I don't uh, know. Chris, uh, Christopher Lovelace. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a Greek like name. A, yeah, he's, he's got, got a very long Greek name. He's got a weirder <laughs> name than I do. Um, it's not Patrick Warburton's tick from Fox. No, I, I different tick because they 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 did a new one a couple of years back. That's the I think one. that's the one he's talking that's about. That's the one yeah. you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't get past the first couple of episodes. I just didn't. I just couldn't buy him as the tick. And the thing is, the tick is like a cipher. So it's like, I love the tick from seeing it on the cartoon tick mm-hmm. and tick and Arthur. And that's the only tick I knew. So I never saw the Patrick Warburton Fox tick. And then I watched this one and I was just like, I really like this. So, and the tick is ridiculous. And this guy mm-hmm. was ridiculous. So it was fine. Yeah. I just, I, it's one of the few comics I have read. And, the, the 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 cartoon tick was a lot closer to the quote unquote real tick than this one is, and I, I just I, and I'm sure the cartoon Arthur was a lot closer to quote unquote the real Arthur that was portrayed in this, but it's you know it's a live action, so you gotta <laughs> adjust it somehow. Well, it just I I you know it, it's and uh, yeah I I, 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 know. I don't I don't say it was bad, it just didn't work for me. Right. All right. Yep. Yeah. That's a lot of the stuff I watch. So, spoons, anyway. <laughs> spoon. Oh yeah. All right. So everyone, we are approaching the end of the podcast, and let me let me get my uh, my NPR voice. We are approaching the end of the podcast, and this is the time <laughs> where I invite you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infinite potato. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff to offer you as a patron, including. Early access to episodes, special movie reviews that we do every month, like the one where we watched The People Under the Stairs last month. Uh, you can join us for as little as $3 a month. If you join us on our 5 or $10 level, we will send you a beautiful tote bag. 
Um, no, we won't. But you will be listed as a producer <laughs> and thanked on the show, such as the case, such as the case for Bullet Bingo, Tom Corcoran, Dale Goodall, Jeff Hughes, and Brandon Ushio. So thank you for your donations. It helps us a lot. So come and check that out. And I want to thank the members of tonight's panel. Jen, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you. And to make a Joe uh, versus Volcano reference, I did not lose my soul. It is here with me, and I hope I don't lose it. <laughs> All right. And Chris, thank you for joining us. Tell us where we, where we can find you. You can find me at quantumleappodcast.com or on your favorite podcatcher. Just plug in Quantum Leap podcast i am a host along with matt and allison and we're having a ball over there so don't miss the party quantumleappodcast.com all right and rick thank you as well thank you very much uh you can find me on just about every other show on this network with a couple of exceptions and uh yeah you do your own research <laughs> <laughs> make sure you visit the website over at infinitepotato.com. You'll find our page and links to all of our social media stuff. So if you want to reach us by email, Facebook, Twitter, all of that is right there. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear me say, you know, when Friday the 13th comes around and the world just says, meh, it means that 2021 and 2020 have really done a number on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yesterday was Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, brought to you by InfinitePotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.